This is Matt and Myron, the podcast. It is Sunday morning here on ESPN Radio. Matt Jones and Myron Metcalf usually, but Myron Metcalf is out doing Myron Metcalf things today. He's at the college basketball uh, reporting gig. So we have our good friend Jake Asman who is with us and is joining us. And we are presented by Progressive Insurance. It is a beautiful day here in Lexington, Kentucky, where the sun shone bright on the old Kentucky home with a big win yesterday. Jake, what, you're in Houston, am I right? That is correct, Matt. I am in Houston. Well, that's uh, is the sun shining there with a Rockets fever or C.J. Stroud excitement or Houston basketball. They're good. Yeah, you know what? It's uh, The weather's beautiful here, I will say. It's supposed to be in the mid-70s today. It's also, I don't know if you're familiar with the Houston Rodeo, but that is a big, big deal here in the city of Houston. They had the uh, the, the annual cook-off weekend and then the actual rodeo festivities start uh, tomorrow night. So it's, uh, it's the Houston Rodeo. The okay, largest so what, rodeo in the country. But I thought the largest rodeo was in San Antonio. I think it's Houston. You know, I, okay, I'm, not, so. I'm not a rodeo expert, though, so sorry if I'm wrong. <laughs> so but I believe it's Houston. Houston. So tell me about the Houston rodeo. I mean, because the reason I say this, I know a woman from Houston, and she just randomly sent me a message. It was like, you got to come to the rodeo. And, I, I mean, imagine you have no context, and you hear somebody go, you got to come to the rodeo. You think, well, that why? It, tell people about the Houston Rodeo. It is like a big cultural event, right? It, yeah, it's a huge deal. And it's funny because, you know, I'm a native New Yorker, so I'm like, what's this rodeo everyone keeps telling me about? But it's it, it's it's more than just like, you know, cowboys riding on bulls. As, as you said, it's like a cultural thing down here. I mean, they have, Don't they have huge, like a big concert every night They for like 10 days. Yeah, every night there is a huge musical artist. It's not just a country singer either. Like the Jonas Brothers and 50 Cent are on the lineup this year. Every year oh, they wow. have it's – it's about three weeks every year. Every single night, there's a rodeo where you have the bull riding and the mutton busting and all that, and then there's a concert what? after. Did you say mutton busting? Yeah, that's uh, – what, uh, what is mutton busting? I'm glad you asked. Uh, mutton busting is when It doesn't a, sound like something that you do, you don't talk about. <laughs> it is a uh, – I, I guess they're, uh, they're cattle, they're baby cattle that small children ride on, and the NRG Stadium down here goes nuts. But what does the, it mean to bust them? Uh, you got to hold on until it makes it to the end of, like, the obstacle course. Oh, so that's like – I've seen that, where little kids are, like, holding on to, like – it looks like sheep and, like, holding on for dear life. Sheep, yeah. That's probably what it is. I'm not a, you know, a rodeo animal expert, Matt, as you could tell. But it's great. I mean, there's a carnival. There's, like, different, uh, you know, uh, venues where you could go and hang out and have a beer and enjoy the wine garden. It's, it's basically they take NRG Stadium and right next to the Astrodome here in Houston, and they – for a three-week uh, three stretch, turn it into, like, the place to be to hang out and then inside the actual stadium right, you have a let rodeo me, let and me a do concert. This. Yep. Let me do this. All right, we've got Mikey and Nick in the studio. You all get on the microphones, too. I'm going to read you the Houston Rodeo lineup, Can't and I want you to tell me just yes or no, would you want to see this person live? All right, are you ready to go? <laughs> Every ready. day there's a different person. Let's start. We'll start with you, Nick, Mikey, and then Jake. Blake Shelton. Yes. 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 Uh, no. Carly Pierce. Yes. No. Don't know <laughs> who she singer. is. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say no. Again, I like country music, but neither of these. 50 Cent. Yes. Yes. Maybe 20 years oh, ago. Oh, stop no. yourself. <laughs> I'll go see 50 Cent. Yeah. Hardy. Let me lead off with a hardy no. He's the worst, but go ahead. I'm good. N- no. Nick. Hardy Mikey? the wrestler? No, not Jeff Hardy. Oh. He's a singer. He's oh, a country no, singer. No, I don't know him, no. <laughs> Jake? Uh, probably not, no. 
Uh, I don't know who Ivan Cornejo is. Do you all? Nope. 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 Okay, so we're not going him. Hank Williams Jr. I can't believe he's still going, Jake. You <laughs> yeah, all got baby. Hank Williams? I'll be there. Yeah. Ready wow. For some yeah, why not? All his rowdy friends had settled down but him. All right, uh, Nick Oliver Anthony. Yeah, I'm good. No for me. I don't know that one either. That's, That's the guy. Isn't dog. that the guy who sang on TikTok? About, you, know, you know what I'm talking about? He, man, you all are not cultured. Jelly Roll. <laughs> I saw Jelly Roll, Jake, and I actually really liked him. He, and I met him backstage. He was like the nicest guy in the world. So I'm saying yes on Jelly Roll. Is that the guy who's got like the graffiti on his face? Yeah. They the call scribbles? them tattoos. Yes. Yeah. It's not graffiti, but yes. He you does know have I mean. them on his face. Uh, I would see him. Why not? I'll give him a whirl. You said he's a all nice right, guy. Nick, yeah, yeah, I'd see him. Yeah, I'd see him. He's, I guess, the end thing now. Yeah. Right, uh, just a couple more. Luke Bryan. Yep. yep. Yes. No, not Whoa. in a million years. Wow. You say you like country music, though. It's I don't like – that's not country music. That's pop nonsense. Country music – but I'm not getting into this with you today. I, the, the, the Luke, Brian, Jason, Aldean, that's not country music. All right, nickel, Nickelback. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I'll see it twice. Yep, I'm right there with <laughs> Really? You, you like – this is how you, they, yeah, you remind me? On stage too? Come on. Oh, I love Nickelback. I, I mean, I, the amount of Nickelback songs, Matt, that I've done uh, you know, over the years for my karaoke choices. I mean, Let me just say, everybody likes to, to sort of, you know, crap on Nickelback. I, Photograph is a good song. I don't care what you say. Jonas Brothers. Songs. Mikey. Yes. No, I'm not 12. Come on. <laughs> they have new Nick. music. I'd see them. All right, and then finally, Eric Church and Brad Paisley. I'm a yes on both those. I would see yep. them, Jay. Yeah. Yep. I'm in. Yep. Rolling. So that's actually a pre- that's a pretty good lineup for the Houston Rodeo. It goes on for two and a half weeks. You think they'd get it out of their system in a in a few days, but two and a half weeks. So Houston is the place to be. I hope you uh, I hope you enjoyed. It. It's the world's largest indoor rodeo, uh, and it also has a chuck wagon race. Which that's right. You could bet what, on it, by the way. What is that? What's a chuck wagon race? So a chuck wagon is, well, I guess I could use a college football example to describe it. Have you seen the meme of the Oklahoma chuck wagon? Yes, that's a chuck over? wagon? That's a chuck wagon. So, and and then they, they race? They race it. They have actual, like, riders of it, and you could wager in the actual stadium with your friends. Like, I'm on uh, – each chuck wagon is branded with a different <laughs> sponsor. So you're like, I'm on the HEB chuck wagon versus the Shell right. Oil chuck wagon, and so it's you can a lot of fun. So for those of you in the rest of the country, if you would like to watch Chuck Wagon and Children Choking Sheep, go to Houston for the next 20 <laughs> days for the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. For the rest of us in America, uh, college basketball is heated up. Yesterday, my Kentucky Wildcats absolutely demolished Alabama. I don't know. I know, Jake, you're sort of a you, – you like the tournament. You're that kind of college basketball fan. But if you didn't care about college basketball – that's a game to watch. 117 to 95. Do you wish all college basketball had scores like that? I do because I, I guess my biggest gripe with college basketball is like a very casual college basketball fan is it just feels like every game is like, you know, 48, 42, and it just there's brick after brick, and there's so much coaching involved, and all these sets, the pace is slow. But I was watching part of this game yesterday, Matt, because I knew we were doing the show together, and I'm like, this is fun. This is a great back and forth. And I also watched uh, Houston Baylor, which went to overtime, and that also was a higher fun. scorer game. So a uh, pretty good college basketball slate yesterday. It was a, a pretty fan. good college basketball day. You should if you if you're like that, you didn't want to turn on North Carolina Virginia, which was playing at the so Kentucky Alabama is playing on one channel, I think on uh, CBS. And it's one seventeen to ninety five. 
on the other channel at the same time on ESPN is North Carolina, Virginia, which was 54-46. Oh, yeah. And that's the same sport, Jake. <laughs> How can the same sport produce those two games? Uh, that is why I have a casual college basketball fan, a.k.a. I'm locking in for the NCAA tournament when I fill up my bracket and pretend like I'm an expert on all these teams now. Yeah, let me just say this for those of you listening. If you are a Virginia fan, and I know that Virginia has won a national championship, but to me, Virginia is the most boring, I'm going to argue, Jake, the most boring thing team in sports. <laughs> like, literally, it's it's you got Virginia basketball, Iowa football. What else am I missing? Just they, they play in a way that makes you want to poke your eyes out and cry. Is there any is there any other team you can think of that's like that? Well, I am a Jets fan, as you know, so anytime the Jets have been on offense for most of <laughs> my life. But that's just because they stink, right? <laughs> that's not because – but, like, well, they, think about it. Virginia and Iowa are both good while playing the most aesthetically unpleasing form of their, of their sport. You're right. I mean, I think the Iowa example is 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 a great comp because Iowa every year I'm like look I'm like oh they're in the Big Ten championship game again. Have this happen, and then they get blown out because they can't score. It's the same script every year, but they win. I mean, if you're an Iowa fan, I guess you'd rather be good and win than than be bad and fun to watch. It, well, but would you, I guess yeah, I guess you would. But like, think about if you told me, Matt, you have to either go watch mutton busting. <laughs> or you have to watch Iowa football, I'm going to go bust every mutton I can find because that sounds – Iowa football and Virginia basketball are awful. And I guess I would ask you, 888-SAY-ESPN, is there another sport or team, is there another team out there in a sport where just the mere existence of them offends you? Because that's what <laughs> happens to me with Virginia football – or Virginia basketball and Iowa football. The mere fact that they exist – uh, Jake is against my is against my very nature. I respect your passion and just pure uh, just disdain, disdain. For, for just sloppy, poor offensive performances, regardless of sport. That's true. Danny is in New Mexico, real quick. What do you got, Danny? Hey, Anytime um, you're ready. First of all, first of all. All right, work on your cell phone covers there in New Mexico. 888-SAY-ESPN. <laughs> Hopefully we will be able to get callers who paid their AT&T bill, and we will uh, <laughs> we'll also deal with a big story yesterday. Duke lost to Wake Forest, court storm, player hurt. Should they ban the practice? What's one of the key things of the entire college basketball and football world? Will it go away? That's next here on Sunday morning on ESPN Radio. Doc Rivers led Milwaukee Bucks look to get right when they face Tyrese Maxey in the Philadelphia 76ers. Two guys forget what we're running. We missed a shot, nobody gets back. That tells you all you need to know about where our heads were. NBA Sunday. Coverage begins at 12.30 Eastern with tip-off at 1 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ABC. Presented by Indeed. Myron, the podcast. Filipowski looks like he's hurt, and that is ridiculous.
Davis here in Winston-Salem. The students rush the floor. Kyle Filipowski being helped off the floor. And this has turned into a really ugly scene. I felt a bunch of hits on my body. This one was the worst of them. It's just really ridiculous. Now it's the buzzer doesn't even go off and they're they're running on the floor. And this has happened to us a bunch this year. I'm more concerned about the, the well-being of our guys. You know, Flip sprains his ankle. When are we going to ban court storming? Like, when are we going to ban that? Who knew I had not one, not two, but three Nickelback fans on this show uh, right now? Yeah. But we do. Doesn't it make you at all embarrassed that everybody, Jake, and it's Sunday morning, I met Jonesy's Jake Asman, doesn't it make you at all embarrassed that, like, the world makes fun of your band now or, like, that you don't care? Is it a point of pride? Well, I, I think at this point it's a point of pride, no doubt, but – didn't we just see this with Creed during, like, the Rangers World Series run? Everyone used to make fun of Creed, and now everyone loves Creed. We're seeing the same yeah. thing happen, I, my prediction, with Nickelback. I don't know which sports team will adopt Nickelback. Well, they still sell out. Like, they They're played great. here at Rupp Arena, and they sold out. And I was like, I don't know who these people are, but they go. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, like, if, they, if, 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 it, if it works for people, then then they do. 888-SAY-ESPN. Uh, we got some folks on the line who – one guy called very angry saying, I shouldn't let someone from New York describe a rodeo. So, uh, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Maybe Fair. we can put them in so I can under – I'm from Kentucky, but that's – you have to understand. I know a lot of you folks in the country, you think like the South and all that's the same. Texas is rodeo country. My part of the South, we don't do that. So, like, rodeo's not our thing. That's y'all in, like, Texas and Oklahoma. So, it's just a different thing. But we'll get to that. But first, yesterday, Wake Forest beat Duke. Storm the court. That's kind of an iconic thing in college basketball, the court storm. Um, as a Kentucky fan, I see it a lot. They played LSU. Court got stormed Tuesday night. But now twice this year we've had incidents. Caitlin Clark with Iowa. And then Filipowski might be hurt. We don't know yet. But Filipowski might be hurt from the game yesterday. You saw it, Jake. If he's hurt, does that mean you got to stop it? I, I really struggle with this topic, Matt, because, like, for years, I, we never heard anything bad about court storming, and now you've had two incidents this year where there's been issues. It, it kind of feels like maybe Wake Forest just wasn't prepared for the court storming. I think I, I read some comments from their athletic director afterwards that basically ins insinuated that. It's tough because it feels like we're going to let, like, these two incidents ruin a tradition that's been going on for I don't know how many years, but for a very, very long time. When you think court storming, it's synonymous with college athletics. It's synonymous, obviously, with college hoops. So I struggle to say we got to ban it all together now because of what's happened. I think these schools got to be better prepared for it happening. I think the biggest issue was – the, the storming of the court in this game, it happened with, what, 0.1 seconds still Half on the clock? Before game was even over. Yeah. Right. So it, it has to be better. I don't know. Can we say the word regulated when it comes to court storming? It feels weird saying that. But I, I just – I would feel bad saying let's ban it completely because of these incidents when, let's be real, for as long as court storming has existed, it's barely been an issue that I've been aware of. Yeah, and it only happens – one of the things people have to remember is it only happens in certain circumstances, right? So how many teams even get the court stormed against them, Jake? Really? I mean, like Kentucky, Duke, Carolina, UConn. Right? You know, there's just a handful of teams. You don't storm the court when you beat Mississippi State. It's just not something that matters. So it's only a handful of times. And almost every time it happens, I feel like the school where it could happen at has noticed it might happen. Like, if you have a top five team coming to your town, it could happen. So you should be ready for it. And yet, you're right, they weren't ready for it. I was at a court storming in 2012. 
the Kentucky-Indiana game, that famous Christian Watford shot you've probably seen a million times where he hits the shot at the buzzer. They use it on ESPN promos. I was there, and I saw a kid that I thought was going to get trampled, and I'm not even exaggerating. He fell down, and I was extremely worried about him. Myself and a couple media members kind of pulled him up, and, like, it made it to where he was okay. I thought he'd be very thankful. He just ran out on the court and started celebrating. He didn't care one bit. (laughs) But I remember thinking in that moment, man, that could have gone badly. You know what I mean? Like, that could have been awful. So, part of me wonders, but college basketball, the kids are so close to the court, there's no barrier to stop them except, like, four or five old security guards who aren't going to be able to hold them back. So, Jake, I'm not really sure what you can do, to be honest with you. They don't do it in other sports. But those, there are barriers to getting across them. You have to jump over something. In college basketball, for, at most arenas, these kids could just walk out on the court during the game if they wanted to as it is. Maybe the only thing you can do is if you sense the upset is coming, you could get have the public address announcer start warning people with a couple minutes left on the game. But do you think that's going to work? I, mean, I you tell a bunch of college kids you can't do this. Probably not, but I, I, were they warned at all before the incident yesterday, right? Like, or was it just, like, was Wake Forest, like, almost surprised, like, wow, we actually beat Duke. And, like, we, they just were not ready for uh, the, the the incident or the not even an incident at the time, but just the court storming to actually happen. It's a tricky spot. I, I, I know we're supposed to be like, they should do this and this song it or they should ban it well, all together. let me give you an but... example of your thing, though, about an announcement. So let's take the Kentucky game on Tuesday night. Kentucky's yep. up one with 13 seconds to go. If the LSU announcer comes and goes, if we happen to score on this play, don't storm <laughs> the court, that's weird, right? So it then is. they score on the final play. It's spontaneous excitement. I don't really know what you do. I don't know if there's anything you can do other than you outright ban it, but is that fair to everyone else who storms the court properly and doesn't cause issues running into opponent players? Like, you you know what I mean? I I just feel like one incident here where a player got hurt, the Caitlin Clark thing was just like an unfortunate circumstance, but she wasn't injured, neither was the fan she collided with. It just feels like this is the first time I could recall a notable and it's player two getting hurt. High-profile things, right? Correct. It's like the high-profile Caitlin Clark, and then Duke is obviously very high-profile too. John is in New York. What do you think, John? Hey, what's going on, fellas? I uh, I want to change the rhetoric. Everyone keeps calling in and complaining, and they want to punish people for doing things that have always been done. Somebody got hurt. That's too bad. Unfortunately, I'm sorry to hear that, but I'm tired of the crybabies. I'm tired of the crying. The wanting to change everything, leave it as it is. And just don't get but hurt. Why, but, okay, no. so to, let me just take you at face value. You're tired of crying, wanting to change it. What if somebody really got hurt? I don't want like, to change what if, anything. What if, I'm, t- I'm tired of the changing. No more changing. It is so what you it think, is. What year do you think we should stop changing everything? What was the perfect Never. year in don't your opinion? Don't change anything. Enough ever. changing. Don't ever change anything. Change. That's a really no. good opinion. Thank you, John. I appreciate the call. Don't ever change anything. <laughs> If that was the way the world was, we'd still be cavemen. Like, don't ever change anything, Jake, no matter what. Well, don't change court storming, according to John. He, we don't he's, need these cell phones. Why did we change? <laughs> we had rotary phones. It was fine. <laughs> he's a traditionalist. Stop. He loves court storming, and he will be just outraged if there's anything Why put in place to stop nets, it. Why do we have nets, Jake? We used to have peach baskets. They worked completely fine. Why do we need to change everything? Dominic is in Arizona. Dominic, go ahead. 
So, so I tuned in right when I tuned in. The last thing you were saying was teams that just utterly offend you. Yes. And um, that's what I told the guy that took my call, and I wanted to say which one utterly offends me. I spent the first 23 years of my life in Seattle, so the existence of the Oklahoma City Thunder absolutely offends me, and I have not drank Starbucks in 16 years because Howard Schultz didn't wait, didn't wait for a local buyer. True Seattleite, bring him back. I love it, Dominic. There you go. Now, that's offensive for a team, right? They move your Seattle team, so he doesn't even want to acknowledge Oklahoma City's existence. That's a good one. I'm sure Chargers fans that are based in San Diego feel that way. Maybe some Rams fans in St. Louis feel that way. That's an excellent one. The relocated fan base yeah. is outraged with the, the new location Nick, of their team. Mikey, those of you up there in Connecticut, close to you all feel that way about the Carolina Hurricanes, right? Because they left Hartford, and it makes you mad. Am I correct? Yeah, it was our one real professional sports team, Yeah, and they took it away from us. And they're and Carolina's good now, and you all still have to just live in Bristol, right? Pretty much, exactly. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and like they won the cup like a couple of years after leaving Hartford. They too. did, yes. Yeah. And you know I'm a Carolina Hurricanes fan. You know that, right? Yes. Yeah. So I, I'm okay with it. Eight 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 say ESPN. We will take more of your calls. Also, dip in a little bit on the Chicago Bears. Jake Asman, Matt Jones, presented by Progressive Insurance. Sunday morning is next. Hey, it's Evan Cohen. Coming up Monday, I'll tell you the hottest NBA team that you need to be paying attention to. It's on Sportsmanlike, 6 a.m. Eastern, right here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, and ESPNU. Matt and Myron, the podcast. Fans do not belong on the court. I don't like court storms. Never have. When are we going to ban court storms? Like, when are we going to ban that? Someone's going to get hurt. I absolutely feel like it was personal. That's right, the Houston Rodeo, 20 days. No, so far, I haven't gotten a really good description of what it is because I got the New Yorker, Jake Asman, <laughs> telling me what it is. I mean, I, I've been to a rodeo. I've been to PBR, but I don't know what makes the Houston Rodeo so good. But we'll Can I tell you, Matt, my, uh, my, my favorite um, part of going to the Houston Rodeo multiple times is when I went for the second time, I could say, this ain't my first rodeo, and that just felt so good. <laughs> That's you, awesome. You know, that's actually a uh, a Vern Gosden song. Did you know that? This I did not. my first rodeo. Mikey will find it. That's not a joke. I don't know why you gave me the <laughs> thing. That's actually a song. But See, this is the Who thing. Who does it? Folks Vern Gagne? Vern Gagne. Not Vern Gagne, the wrestler. Oh. Vern Gosden. Look it up. It's called This Ain't My First Rodeo. And I like how you thought it was a joke and gave me a rim shot, and it was actually a <laughs> reference to a song. 888-SAY-ESPN. We are talking court storming, teams that make you not want to uh, watch with Virginia basketball and Iowa football and more. Let me ask you this on the, the Duke thing for a second. You Do you believe – so I watched the video. Do you believe that, like, they intentionally tried to hurt Filipowski or was it just like it's just one of those things that happened? Yeah, I, I think it's just an unfortunate – circumstance. I don't, I don't think there was any intent for the Wake Forest fan to bump him and potentially injure him. I think it's just pandemonium in that arena when something like that happens and unfortunately there was uh, an incident that occurred, but I don't know if it, it's a you know a referendum on just shutting down court storming altogether now. It just it, it stinks. It's an unfortunate uh, situation that happened. Yeah, I 
Phil Paskin, big dude, right? He's a first-round NBA draft pick, and and Wake Forest is top ten collective dorkiest student body in America. <laughs> so I have a hard time believing that those students ran on the court wanting a piece of Kyle Filipowski. Um, but I do think it's just bad luck in some ways. You, and if you look at the scene, you get that many people coming that quick. There's no way for a dude who's stuck in the middle of it to get out, really. You know, you almost just have to let yourself get entrapped, and I think that's tough after a guy's just lost a game to, to, to do that. Jeff is in Louisiana. Jeff, what do you got? Good, mor- good morning, fellas. Before I get into my boring team, I want to say a few things. One – the chuck wagon, I do believe, was the kitchen where the food prep was done. Two, court storming and field storming is a thing of the past. Been there, done that. And three, Nickelback is terrible. So. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Those are three hot takes. All right, what's your team that you think is absolutely like Iowa football, Virginia basketball, impossible to watch? It's not really a team. Think back. I'm, I'm going with Lennox Lewis. He was so boring. <laughs> and when he retired, I do call. believe he had four, all four belts. You know, that's a really good call. Now, Jake's only 28, so he probably never watched Lennox fight. But he's exactly right. Lennox almost single-handedly, uh, sir, did he almost ruined the heavyweight division by himself, didn't he? I mean, he was he was boring. He did everything so fundamentally sound and perfect, and that's what made him so boring. So when he'd fight guys like, let's say, Mike Tyson, who was a one-trick pony, I mean, it, it was pretty terrible television. I mean, the hype never lived up to it. But Lennox Lewis was so good, he would just sit there and do everything right and wait for his opponent to screw up and then capitalize. But it was the most boring boxing that's anyone exactly had ever right. seen. And that's I think a really good call. Last, I appreciate that. That's a really good call. Lennox Lewis, I'm not a huge boxing guy, but I remember watching when I was a kid, heavyweight fights were huge, and it does feel like Lennox Lewis killed them forever. He had a great uh, fight in the movie uh, Ocean's Eleven as well. That's my experience with uh, Lennox Lewis. You know, it didn't, did didn't seem very entertaining that. in that fight, man. Who, who did he fight? I don't I, remember that. I don't remember. I just remember he, he the, the big storyline around that movie was they were going to raid the casino, rob the casino during the Lennox Lewis fight. Oh, I remember the fight, but I did not remember it was a Lennox Lewis fight. Well done. See, Jake's full of references. Let's go to EW in Houston. I assume this is about the rodeo. EW. Uh, what, what teams that sucks with this board? But uh, I'm coming to the road. I am a chef uh, in the suites uh, for the rodeo for the 20 days starting on the uh, 27th. Okay. And it's, it's it's a great spectacle, man. I mean, it's 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 not just about cows and horses and all that. It's a great. Spectacle. Well, so what's it about? So tell me, you're going to be a chef in the suites. Get, sell me on what it is that's a great spectacle. The whole environment. I mean, if you if being down south. Texas, Louisiana, you say Oklahoma, whatever, you know, uh, just the whole, it's, it's just traditional. The whole the environment of when, from the time that you step into the parking lot with all the food vendors, there's like gazillions of food vendors before you even get into the stadium that's, you know, and uh, the carnivals and stuff well, what like are that. you I mean, cooking? Most, EW, what are you cooking? Well, it all depends because it's already pre-ordered. Like I said, I, I work in the sw- suites, so it all it, oh, we could be having like prime ribs. You, you, don't, get, yeah, you uh, don't get to cook the fun stuff. You work <laughs> with all the fake cowboys and the rich people. So, what team are you? What so, team is your? Is the team you think's boring? Well, actually, it's not even a team. It's the whole conference, half of the lower tier conference of the Big East, because it's it's like okay, if I watch a Big East game, and this is I've been watching. I'm 59 years old, so I, I know. 
man, it's like it'll be like ten minutes already into the game, the score will be like ten to six, you know. And I'm like, come on, y'all. I mean, I'm not, I'm not knocking all of the Big East teams, but, but I'm like, I'm like, come on, team scores like, oh, they're playing great defense. No, they suck. <laughs> Thank you very much, <laughs> EW. I like that. They're playing great defense, Jake. No, uh, they suck. It's weird to turn on a Big East game and you turn it on and it's Creighton and Butler. They yeah. didn't, it doesn't really feel to me like the Big East. It doesn't feel right. But I will say the Big East has UConn, and UConn is probably the best team in the country. I mean, they're the defending no, national it has, champs. No, it has Rick Pitino now, and yep. it has, like, all of these uh, major, major conferences. So, yeah, do you uh, – did that – let me – what's – so you have, you've been to the rodeo a number of times, right? Many times, yeah. I've lived in Do Houston you wear for a belt years. buckle? Do you wear a big belt buckle? No, but I will say, you know, people. It's funny when I tell people, you know, that I'm friends with from the East Coast. Oh, I live in Houston. They're like, "Yeehaw!" Is everyone just wearing cowboy boots and cowboy hats all the time? I go, "This is not like Friday Night Lights. Like that's like West Texas. Like Houston's like the fourth most populated city in the country. But the only time it truly feels like, you know." Riding horses and cowboy hats is the Houston this Rodeo. Is when Fifty Cent is in town. For yes, <laughs> when the Jonas Brothers are performing the Friday that's night. That's what the it rodeo. really feels. You know, it that's... really feels country when the Jonas Brothers are in town. Steve is in Georgia. What do you got, Steve? Hey guys, uh, got a team that's horrible to watch, but All still right. they put them on prime time like three times every year. A couple Monday night games and a Sunday night game. Haven't made the playoffs since 2010. The longest streak in the current NFL. The New York Jets. Yes. Now, Jake, you're a Jets <laughs> fan. Uh, I think you were waiting to say that. Am I right? Well, the Jet, as you said, Matt, the Jets have just been bad. You know, like it's not like like Iowa at least wins a lot of games in the regular season, even though they're boring. Like the Jets have just been so bad. I mean, they have a really good defense, and then they have a historically bad offense. So that that's been the biggest problem. It's just do you painful th- to do watch. you think there's any reason to think that they'll be better next year? If Aaron Rodgers stays healthy, they should at least be competent on offense, and they did win seven games. So I don't think they're a Super Bowl team, but they at least should be watchable on offense. They shouldn't be 32nd in offense if he's healthy. As a Jet, okay, so as an outsider with no allegiance or like or dislike of the Jets, I find Aaron Rodgers to be the most exhausting human being in sports. (laughs) I mean, I mean that. I didn't feel that way even three years ago. I find him to be the most exhausting human in sports, and it has nothing to do with being anti-vax I just find him to be a know-it-all crybaby and I find it extremely annoying a do you agree and b if you do what's it like to have that dude as the quarterback of your favorite team well I'll tell you what I I understand why people from the outside feel that way but as someone close to it who listens to all these press conferences and then like you know you hear people that cover him what they say and his teammates who talk about him either on the record or off the record I I I think the perception of him is not the reality of who he is, at least in the locker room. Like I, I, you know, He was voted by his own teammates most inspirational for just trying to come back and still being around the team and not just being away when, when he got hurt. When you hear him like on McAfee, like that dude seems the worst. I'm sure he's great in private, but can you listen to his interviews there without just rolling your eyes? I got to be honest, I don't really care because I'm so starving for just a winning team and a competent quarterback <laughs> play. That is, he wanted to be a Jet. He took a $35 million pay cut, the largest ever in team sports history. If he goes out there and plays well next year, he can say whatever he wants. I just want this okay. team to be good, and he gives me a chance as a fan. So I, I like him because he, he is, as far as the football stuff, he has done and said all the right things thus far. So I, I have I, I have nothing to knock him for. I just hope he stays healthy next year so we That's can see what That's a great point. Like. If he wins, he can say whatever he wants. That's exactly. usually the case. Dave is in Indiana. What do you got Dave guys appreciate you taking my call long time listener I wasn't going to throw this in there but you made me but I am a Butler grad 
But most importantly, I'm a Purdue fan, so boiler up. A couple points oh. about court storming. Speaking of terrible team, no offense, no offense. Speaking (laughs) of horribly boring teams to watch, Purdue is in the conversation. But go ahead. All right, fine. I'll I'll, I'll hold my thoughts on that till later. But (laughs) when Painter was on the other day and he kind of got knocked for it, he said, "Listen, I don't want to take court storming away, but we got to protect the players." So the example I used is I was a school administrator, one of the largest high schools in Indiana. We had about four thousand kids, and we knew. When there were games and places that we needed more security. Yes. So let's take yesterday at Wake Forest. Let's say let's have them available and tell the students, listen, until we let you get on the court, until the players are off, you might get arrested. Then let them have fun. Football is a completely different element because the players are so far away and they got helmets and shoulder pads on. I think Wake Forest could have yesterday prepared for it and still let the kids have fun. Your comment about the most annoying fan base was classic. So my point no, is that's that a, I think, Dave, I think that's a really good point, actually, Dave, because the reality is, Jake, court storming is going to occur in like six instances. Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, pretty much any time they play, it could happen. And then if Purdue or UConn or Houston's number one, two, three, it could happen. So it's not like it's going to happen every game. You know when it might happen. There's about seven teams where it might happen. You can prepare yourself in those instances. As long as you are aware it could happen and you're prepared, I see no reason just to ban it because you've had an incident this year involving Duke or the Caitlin Clark situation where she wasn't hurt but she collided with someone. I, I, I think the caller, Dave, makes a great point. I mean, be better prepared for it. And if Wake Forest maybe had more security, I don't know if this is the incident that it was yesterday. Yeah, and in women's basketball, it's what? UConn, South Carolina, and Caitlin Clark, like Pretty those much. are the teams where it might happen. So, you know, you can you can get yourself ready. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. For a job you'll love, visit Progressive.com slash careers. Justin Fields has been in the news a lot. He unfollowed the Bears on Instagram, and then he said he doesn't want to leave, what, which is true, and should they keep him? That's all next right here on Sunday morning on ESPN Radio. ACC Men's Basketball Tournament. The Big 12 Men's Semifinals and Championship. The madness is coming. Hear them both right here on ESPN Radio. You can also listen on the ESPN app and on your smart speaker. Matt and Myron, the podcast. Justin Fields unfollowing the Chicago Bears to me is something you cannot overstate. I'm just trying to take a little break. I unfollow the Bears and the NFL, bro. I'm not just trying to have football on my timeline. You can buy it, not buy it, believe it, not believe it. That's up to you. There you go. It's probably the first time ever Vern Gosden has been played on ESPN. (laughs) But it shouldn't be the last. Country music legend. This ain't my first rodeo. Right here, this could be you, Jake. I like it. I'm a fan of this Vern. <laughs> Vern Gosden. <laughs> Vern Gosden. I was about to say he should do the rodeo again, then I saw he's no longer with us, so I'm glad yes, I didn't he, say he that. He has passed away, I think, unfortunately, or else he'd be there. Uh, it is Sunday morning with Matt Jones, Jake Aspen. <laughs> Jake's like, can we book Vern Gosden? No, sorry. We got 50 cent nickelback. That's just the way it's going to be. Uh, Justin Fields. Is still with the Bears. You like that transition? Um, However, he unfollowed the Bears on Instagram. And when he's asked why, as you heard, he said he just needed a break from football and his social media. 
Uh, I'm a Bears fan, so I'm putting that out to, to start with. I And I like Justin Fields, so those are my two caveats. With that said, I don't believe that in the least, that he did it because he needs a social media break. Um because he's he didn't he you know he didn't unfollow anything else didn't follow his teammates etc. It's likely to be that Justin Fields will be gone. I think it's probably the right decision. But when Justin Fields was asked if he wanted to stay in Chicago on the St. Brown Brothers podcast, here's what he said. Yeah, of course, of course I want to stay. To be honest, bro, I'll be trying to like you know with all the talk, it's it's hard to I guess kind of just boom be in one place but I can't see myself playing in another place but I know how that league is like EQ you was probably the same way before you left Green Bay but I mean if it was up to me I would want to stay in Chicago I love right. the city the city's lit the the fans there they're great mm-hmm. and the people but um it's a business I ain't got no control over it so whatever right. happens happens but I feel like the biggest thing with all this going on right now I just want it to be over just let me know if I'm getting traded yeah. let me know if I'm staying this and that I understand the last point. Just let me know one way or the other. But what do you make of all this, Jay? It's difficult because the Bears are in a spot where if they're honest with him and say, yeah, we're going to trade you, that hurts his value that they could get potentially in a trade. So I wonder if there's a way they could say, hey, we know you're frustrated. We know you want an answer. Just stick with us. We're going to let you know. We're going through our evaluation process. Or is there a way they could tell him, like, yeah, we're going to trade you, but you can't say anything? I mean, because that's the fear with the Bears, right? I mean, you want to make sure that if you are going to move on from Fields, and I agree with you, I think it's the right decision to trade him and then draft Caleb Williams first overall. You want to make sure that you can maximize Fields' value because, you know, there's trade proposals out there where people think they could get a, a second-round pick and a fourth-round yeah. pick for Justin Fields. So I think there's that fine line of you want to be honest with your player while at the same time business is business and you can't be like, yeah, we're definitely trading you. Then it gets out there and then you don't have as much leverage in trade talks for Fields. I think you hit it perfectly. Like you almost – you can't be honest. It'll hurt you to be honest. And so you're, you're kind of stuck if you're there. As a Bears fan and a Bears fan who likes Justin Fields and thinks he can still be a really good NFL quarterback, they have to trade him. Because unless you know for certain, for certain, that he's going to be a super, uh, a quarterback that can win the Super Bowl, you can't pay him. Uh, t- you can't pay him the money you have to pay top quarterbacks. And the problem is, you're going to have to make that decision, Jake, at the end of this season. Like you're going to have to decide at the end of the year, do you pay him or not? Whereas with Caleb Williams, you get four years to decide, right? And you get to kind of reset that clock, and you get to have a guy who we'll see. You never know if these dudes will end up, but a lot of people think has the potential. I mean, he's some people say at the best prospect since Andrew Luck. Now, whether that's true or not remains to be seen, but that is said. But if you are Justin Fields, it would stink to have no idea what you're going to do. But I'm with you, Jake. I'm not sure they can do anything else because the day they say I'm going to trade him, all of a sudden the, the value goes down because once they've said that, these teams know, well, they don't have the option to bring him back now. And so they're kind of just left with they're going to probably that second round pick might become a third round pick and then you've just cost yourself your value. I'm glad you said that because, you know, there's been some talk, and I think Adam Schefter was the first to report that the Bears have had conversations about, hey, we draft the quarterback one and we still keep Justin Fields. That makes no sense. Like, you're putting the guy you drafted in an uncomfortable situation. You're putting Fields in a weird spot where he knows eventually he's not going to be able to continue to be the starter. The first three and out in week one, Bears fans are going to be chanting for Caleb. So, 
you, you have to make a decision. I feel like they've already made that decision, but they're gonna they're gonna kind of strum it along, drum this along, and let it play out until they could actually trade him and try and maximize his Now, value. when do they get to start working out with the guys? Because this is the only argument I could see for them. I agree with you. I think they've probably made the decision. But there might be a world where they say, once we're comfortable with Caleb Williams, then we do it. But we still want to work him out. We still want to meet him. We still want to do all that stuff. I mean, that's plausible, right? Well, next week's the combine, so they'll have a chance to meet with him in person. They're probably just waiting to make sure there's not, you know, an incident like what happened with Jalen Carter last year around this time. Like, you want to just get through the combine, get a chance to meet with them. You know, they'll have the pro days shortly thereafter. I mean, the draft's coming up. I mean, we're under, I think it's about 60 days or so, you know, to the NFL draft. So this is, this is going to get it wrapped up uh, relatively soon. I, I think give it a couple more weeks and they'll probably – They'll probably trade Justin Fields. I remember when the Jets were in a similar spot with Sam Darnold. That trade happened a couple weeks before the draft, and it was obvious while the Jets are taking Zach Wilson second overall. Yeah, I mean, there will come a point where you'll lose your – like, you almost have to do it – you can't wait too long or you'll lose your value the opposite way because then teams will be like, well, they're definitely picking him, so we're not worried about it. You almost got to do it, Jake, when there's still some mystery about the possibility that you could keep him. So if you wait, you can't go too early and you can't go too late. You kind of have to go in the middle, and finding that sweet spot is probably what they're looking to do. Yeah, and and think about it, too. You want to make sure you trade them when teams are still searching for quarterback answers, right? There's a lot of speculation, oh, they could trade them to the Steelers or the Falcons or the Raiders. Well, you got to make your decision before free agency starts because if you're still deciding, well, those teams are going to sign veteran options. Those teams are going to prepare for a different quarterback if – the Bears are still, in this scenario, deciding on field. So, I think legal tampering starts March 11th. That's like when yeah. free agency will get underway. That's when they have to basically make their decision on what they're doing. Let me ask you, Steelers, Falcons, Raiders, those are the three teams that have kind of come up the most. Field Yates says these are the ones that have been made. Forget about what the, gives the Bears the most value. Steelers, Falcons, Raiders, which team would you like to see Justin Fields on? I'd like to see him on the Falcons because I think that team is a quarterback away in a bad division from having a chance to compete for a playoff spot. The Steelers still play in a division with the Ravens, with the with the Bengals. The Browns, even with their quarterback scenarios, they were a playoff team a year ago. I think you put Justin Fields on the Falcons with B. John Robinson and Drake London and Kyle Pitts. They have enough there plus a decent defense to be a playoff team immediately with him as their quarterback. I'd like to see him personally on the Steelers. Because they're good when they don't have a quarterback. Yeah, I mean they you know they may they have a winning record either way. Give them a quarterback, and all of a sudden that division becomes like every game is must see TV, right? If 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 all four teams are really good, I love it. So I'd kind of like to see him on the Steelers plus. I think they're offering the best back to the Bears as a Bears fan. We're gonna do a little NBA. Doc Rivers is he going to be able to turn the Bucks around? That's next on ESPN Radio. Greedy. If I'm Dak Prescott, I am genuinely thinking I need to get up out of here. Not next year, but now. I do it. And here's a list of places I'm going. Weekday mornings at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Matt and Myron, the podcast. You can listen to the show live every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Matt and Myron, the podcast.